Good morning, good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, bringing you another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message we call the old Trailblazer broadcast. We're bringing you a series of messages or studies on Satan, the god of this world. Now, I know in the beginning, I say it once again, I know that this is a controversial subject. And we've been looking at Satan and his kingdom. We've noticed how that every demon spirit is under Satan's control. Every unsaved individual is under his control. All of the world systems are under his control. The educational system, the industrial world system, the religious world system, the financial world system, all of those things. Satan denominates our religious order. Yes, it's Satan trying to make the world religious without Christ and the emphasis on doing good, being kind to dumb animals, all of those things. In one religious circle, the emphasis on one thing. In another circle, in another thing. One religious group puts the emphasis on their program or building their own denomination. How many hundreds of denominations do we have now? Another group puts the emphasis on divine healing. All of those things dominated and controlled by Satan. Any preacher or group of preachers or religious leaders who puts the emphasis on anything regardless of what it is other than blood redemption in Christ is satanically controlled and demon controlled and know nothing about nothing about the grace of God nothing about blood redemption you say why trailblazer do you say that you talk to them let me say this you talk to them about the sacrifice Christ crucified and they'll turn on you that's right they'll turn on you if you're a visiting preacher they'll cancel your your uh, speaking engagement I have a friend tell me that he, after once once one message they told him they didn't believe they need him in no anymore no no they said his message, our message is unwholesome, that it embarrasses him, and it does. And then how does Satan bring all this about? First, by in, in imitation. That's right. Imitation. That's Satan's trump card. Satan's world program, if he could put it over, would be to build a world of mankind who would be at ease, love each other, care for each other, have good jobs. And uh, that's right. That's all of that without Christ. Satan would bring into the bring into the millennium if he could, and do without Christ. Christ said in Matthew twenty four twenty four, for there shall arise false Christ and false prophets shall show great signs and wonders. That is, put on great programs, healing the sick and so forth. Insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Satan's masterpiece is to produce a group of people who talk, walk, dress, act, and even look like God's children. They call their religion, they call their religious experiences. That's right. That's what they have. You can tell it. They seemingly have a love for the truth, yet they have no, they're not, they're not saved. They're without Christ. It's imitation. But they will not have the blood sacrifice. Now, if you want me to, if you want to tell whether a person has missed Christ uh, in his religious experiences, go talk to him about the sacrifice. Get him to tell you how the Holy Spirit broke him down as a lost sinner and brought him to Christ. Brother, they just won't do it. They just can't do it. It embarrasses them. And they'll soon be leaving you. They'll have business somewhere else. That's right. Satan doesn't like it. And that's uh, that's right. That's exactly right. And uh, I've, I've mentioned to you many times across this uh, nation in our broadcast, you go to church Sunday, you ask the preacher to tell you how the Lord saved him. You, you talk to your deacons on your deacon board. Ask them, one of them to stand up and tell you. Uh, say, Pastor, just let's have a night of old-time testimony meeting and tell how the Lord saves a sinner. Would you do that in your church? That's what we do here. 
We ask, the, we ask folks, tell me how the Lord saved you. We have prayer services every Sunday night, Wednesday night. We, we come here and we pray and we ask the Lord to bless the services. And then on Saturday afternoons, we have prayer service here. A group of us men, a group of the women meet in separate uh, buildings. And then on every morning before our work uh, takes place, we meet here in the office building. We have prayer. And then we tell uh, uh, what the Lord means to us. One stand up and tell what the Lord means to them. But would you do that? Second, sec, Satan's second method of bringing man unki- mankind under his control is his attack on God and man by insinuation or intimidation. Satan's one dastardly message to try to intimidate God's born-again believers and God's called preachers is to make them shut their mouth, not to stand out boldly against sin in high places and low places and preach blood redemption. Now, that's, his, that's his, uh, one of his mainstays is to intimidate God's child or one who wants to know the Lord. Oh, I see so many folks who were intimidated by old Satan. He whispers in the ear. Now, don't come out boldly and say that the Lord has showed you you're lost. No, just keep that to yourself and go in, a, in, the dark black room, in the dark room back there in your room, shut the door, and then you can talk to the Lord there. But my friend, God, God is going to bring you out of that closet. That's right. That's right, Satan. Satan can't keep you intimidated. Listen now. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. We're not dealing with a little tin soldier a devil. No. When we're dealing with the old arch enemy Satan, we, it's not a little tin soldier, a little effeminate influence. His kingdom is so well organized, and he so knows human nature that if it were not for the grace of God, no soul would ever get saved. Now, I face that day by day here in this ministry where we preach the gospel we preach the old-time gospel. We preach election, predestination, foreordination of God. These folks call us hellfire and damnation preacher, but we just preach God's word. The Bible says, except ye repent, ye shall likewise perish. The Bible says, the soul that sinneth it shall die. That's all we preach, and we preach that Christ died for sinners. That's the Bible. That's God's word. That's what he commissioned me to do. He said, go forth and preach the gospel. Rebuke and reprove and, uh, with all long suffering and doctrine. When God gets ready to save a sinner, let me tell you just exactly what happens. Would you listen? The Holy Spirit broods over that sinner. You may, you may, you may uh, uh, have never heard of the expression Holy Spirit conviction, but that's what it is. Holy Spirit broods over that heart of that sinner and begins to open his understanding because his mind is darkened. That's right. The Bible says, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. But the Holy Spirit, in his uh, beginning of that work, opens that understanding. Let the glorious light of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ shine into that darkened heart. He opens his blinded mind that he may come to see himself as a lost sinner. Every soul who ever gets saved in some degree or another sees himself as a lost sinner, unfit for heaven, that he may come to see himself 
as a condemned sinner, a fit subject for hell, that he may come to see himself as a child of Satan. That's what his eyes are open, that he can see himself as a child of Satan, hell bound as a prisoner of Satan, that he may come to see that utter wickedness of his heart and that heart of unbelief until he lies prostrated in the dust of repentance at the feet of the sovereign God as a child of hell, deserving to go to hell, and then he begins to cry for mercy. Did you know that no sinner ever cries for mercy apart from seeing himself as a wicked sinner, seeing himself deserving uh, no mercy? When you come to see yourself as God sees you, then there's a nobody has to tell you to cry. I don't have to tell folks to mourn over their sin. I don't have to tell you to, to, to lay yourself out before the Lord. No, because when you see yourself, when you see that old wickedness heart, when you see how far you are from God, when you see how Satan has flambottled you for all of these years and, and kept you blinded to all of those things, when you see that and you know that God has been merciful to you, that's right. Yes, he's brought there by the Holy Spirit. Every sinner is brought there by the Holy Spirit. That sinner sees it. God doesn't have to save him. Oh, my friend, do you, are you under the impression, are you under the belief that the Lord has to save you, that the Lord is obligated to you? No, he's not obligated to you to save you. No, he doesn't have to save you. And then you see, the sinner sees that he's not worthy to be saved. That he's not fit to be saved. Are you fit to be saved? No, I'm not, and you're not either. And that if you got your justice, that you'd go to hell. If you and I got our just, des des just desserts, we hear so much of that today, people clamoring for their rights, clamoring for justice, clamoring for their just dues. But if you got your just dues this morning, you'd be cast into eternity, lost without hope and without God. I told you about the old preacher there in the country one night in a little country church when he got through with his message. He asked the old deacon so-and-so in the back, would you dismiss us with prayer, brother so-and-so? And he's sitting back there on the back bench, and he slowly rose to his feet, and he said, oh, God, grant us justice tonight. And the man sitting next door to him and next by his side jumped up and caught him by the coattail and said, oh, Lord, don't answer brother so-and-so's prayer. We don't want justice. We want mercy. Isn't that grace? If the Lord had answered his prayer, he'd have sent them all to hell because that's where we justly deserve to go. But as the Holy Spirit continues to brood over that sinner, lying prostrated in the, feet, in the dust of repentance there, he sees it, uh, that Christ died for such a sinner as he is. On the cross as his substitute, bore his sins, paid the price in full, and then on the basis of that sacrificial death and his resurrection, for Jesus' sake, pardons him, delivers him from the power of sin and power of Satan and power of sin sets him free. You're not free today, my friend, if you're not saved. You're bound by Satan. His redemption is by blood and by power. He's not only delivered from the power of Satan, but he's translated into the kingdom of the Son of God. Once a member of Satan's kingdom, now a member of the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. Once a child of Satan, now a son of God, under the control of Satan once, yes. A bond slave of Satan once, but now a bond slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's exactly right, my friend. What a, what a, what a transition. And then we have folks 
uh, think that salvation is just a, a making a mental decision or signing a little pledge card and sending it to some radio or TV preacher. And he says, well, now you prayed that little prayer and you're saved. Now call me or write me or write me. No, don't send me no postcard. Write me a letter and, uh, and I'll send you some helpful literature. But my friend, listen. Listen, you know what salvation is? Trusting the Lord, not signing a pledge card, not shaking some preacher's hand, not, uh, not giving your heart to Jesus. You can't give your heart to Jesus. He don't want your old heart. He said, I'll give you a new heart. Oh, my friend, but listen, this world is under the domain of Satan. We're going to look in our next lesson at the character and work of Satan. I wish you'd tune in each day, Monday through Friday, and hear the old trailblazer. We have a dozen or two dozen of these messages, these uh, studies on Satan, the God of this world. And I, I hope you'll uh, take note of some of the, of the services. And if you would, write us. We'll send you a, t- a catalog of all the tapes that we have listed by the late pastor, the old trailblazer, Pastor Shelton, and also those that by, the, by your speaker, Brother Albert. Pendarvest, and we have uh, many of those things, uh, many of those tapes, all of them are on tape, and we also have now, uh, uh, in our radio, Bible, and book room, we have many good books, but we have a catalog we'd like to send you. If you'd write us, we'll send you a catalog, and I promise you our email and our website uh, address, and I'm going to try to bring that to you in the next day or so. I didn't bring it to the studio with me this morning, but I'll do that to where you can email us, or either look us up on the web. We have a gracious website, it's Radio Missions. And you can look it up there if you will. It's www.radiomissions, uh, and uh, I believe that's most of it. I'll bring it to you in the next day or so. And uh, would you write us? Would you write us and let us know that you're listening? Don't don't get mad with us and, and turn the radio off. No. Would you listen? It may be the last message you'll ever hear. It may be the time that the Lord will come by and open your heart, my friend, and let you see as I did one day. I was I was a, a religious church member under the under the spell of Satan, thinking I was somebody come, yes. But one day the Lord by the Holy Spirit awakened me to the fact that I was lost and, and showed me that I was under the domain of Satan. Be it doing his bidding as his child. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis. Remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye. God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to listen to the Radio Missions Internet radio station that presents the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, weekly sermons, and music 24 hours a day. For information and a link to listen, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. And be sure to join us again each Monday through Friday on this station for the old Trailblazer broadcast with Pastor Albert Pendarvis. 